98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. The headlines. The chief executive says the SAR's legal system is as robust as ever, despite the resignation of an Australian non-permanent judge of the Court of Final Appeal. Carrie Lam says it's fair and reasonable that 12 Hong Kong people being held in Shenzhen be tried there first for illegally entering mainland waters. And the government extends the current social distancing measures until October the 1st. The chief executive Carrie Lam says Hong Kong's legal system is as robust as ever under the new national security law, even after the resignation of an Australian non-permanent judge of the Court of Final Appeal. Justice Spiegelman reportedly told an Australian broadcaster that he was stepping down for reasons related to the law. Mrs Lam says no reasons were given in his resignation letter, so she cannot speculate. She says there are incorrect perceptions about the law and its effect on the city that her government and Beijing are seeking to correct. We have gone all out to explain to international organizations as well as our interlocutors in various places through our network of economic and trade offices that the legal system is as robust as ever under the national security law, that judicial independence is not undermined in any way, that Hong Kong now restores law and order which makes Hong Kong an even more attractive place for doing business rather than the country as some have misrepresented the Hong Kong situation. Mrs Lam says it's reasonable and fair that 12 Hong Kong people detained in Sunjian be tried on the mainland because they ran away from their legal liabilities here. The 12 were arrested or charged over offences from rioting to breaching the national security law. They were detained by Guangdong authorities over a month ago for alleged illegal entry while reportedly trying to flee to Taiwan on a boat. Their families have complained about the lack of assistance from Hong Kong. Mrs Lam says immigration authorities will try and help the families, but there's a good reason the group should stand trial on the mainland. They are on bail, but they have absconded. So they have, um, they have uh, run away from their legal liabilities. But in the course of running away from the legal liabilities, they committed another crime in another jurisdiction. So isn't it reasonable and fair that uh, these 12 uh, people should first face their legal liabilities in that other jurisdiction uh, according to their, the law? And thereafter, of course, uh, we will arrange for them to come back to face uh, consequences. The family of a detainee say they have one simple wish, that their son could come home and spend the mid-autumn festival with them next week. Lee Si Yin's mother says they may be deceiving themselves about wishing their son back soon, but it was the only way for her to stay hopeful. Carrie Lam also says the current social distancing measures will be extended until October the 1st. These include allowing bars and restaurants to operate until midnight, with four people per table in restaurants and two in bars. Mrs Lamb says despite the steady drop in COVID-19 cases, there are still silent carriers in the community because there are sporadic infections with no known source. She urged people not to let their guard down. The restaurant trade had been hoping they could seat up to eight people per table in time for mid-autumn festival bookings at the end of the month. A respiratory disease expert has welcomed the government's decision to further extend its current social distancing measures for another week, saying it's good to see it's taking a more cautious approach compared to the way it handled the pandemic back in June. Professor David Hoy, who's also a government advisor on the pandemic, says the government may have relaxed measures too much before the third wave of the virus hit the city. 
He believes the government will have to take another week or two to assess whether it's appropriate to further relax its measures. As you can see, the, when they allow the dinner time to resume uh, to two persons per table, it actually took them three weeks to increase the number of people from two to four. So I think the government should uh, they need more time to look at the trend of the, the outbreak uh, to make sure it is actually going down and also the proportion of unknown source should also go down further before any further lifting. Hong Kong Disneyland is reopening this Friday, two months after it was shut because of the coronavirus epidemic. But it says initially it will be closed every Tuesday and Thursday except for public holidays or what it designates as special days. Visitors can book their trips starting from tomorrow, while annual pass holders can do it today. The theme park says anti-epidemic measures will be taken, such as social distancing, and for guests to make a health declaration and wear masks. It's also suspending indoor live performances for the time being. The Democratic Party has urged the Education Bureau to keep liberal studies as a core subject for higher secondary students, as a government task force will soon deliver its final review of the subject and the school curriculum. Pro-government figures have long blamed the subject for radicalising young people, saying it should be scrapped or turned into a non-core pass-or-fail subject. Staging a demonstration outside government headquarters, the Democrats said the subject helps students develop their critical thinking. Lawmaker Helena Wong says any moves to degrade it will eventually lead to it being scrapped. Some mentioned that there has not been allocated enough time for teaching and learning in this subject. And the scope has been too broad. We will accept that we need to have certain modification to narrow down a bit, but not to make a big surgery to kill the subject or to put a heavy dose of medicine to either change the grading system or to remove it from the core subject of the senior secondary school curriculum. A logistics professor says Cathay Pacific has a good future ahead, despite having almost no air traffic and passengers. Over the weekend, its flights from Kuala Lumpur were banned for two weeks because of a cluster of coronavirus cases on board. Akim Cherney from Polytechnic University's Department of Logistics and Maritime Studies says the airline is in an especially difficult situation because unlike carriers in the United States or Europe, most of Cathay's flights are international and therefore affected by travel bans. But he says Cathay is in a region of strong growth. Hong Kong, the Asia-Pacific region is certainly still a region with or will remain a region with a very strong growth and there is the Greater Bay Area, one of the most dynamic regions in the world. So uh, I would say for Hong Kong and Cathay Pacific, you know, despite all these changes, there is a good future ahead. But again, the most important at the moment is really just simply to survive. A pro-establishment unionist says the government's decision to use the Bank of China to handle a $10,000 handout for low-income new immigrants should cut processing time by at least three months. Bill Tang from the Federation of Trade Unions was defending the government's move to pick the state-owned bank as the sole institution without going through a tender process. On an RTHK program, Mr Tang said the fees the government would pay the Bank of China to deal with up to 200,000 applications would be cheaper compared to what it's paying the sole NGO that's handling a subsidy for the so-called N-nothings. 
Mainland real estate tycoon Renjie Chiang, an outspoken critic of President Xi Jinping, has been jailed for 18 years and fined 4.2 million yuan by a court in Beijing. A court statement said Ren, a former member of the Communist Party elite, had embezzled nearly 50 million yuan and had pleaded guilty to corruption, bribery and embezzlement of public funds. The World Health Organization says 156 countries have joined a global scheme for the common development and fair distribution of future vaccines against COVID-19. But the United States and China have not signed up, although Hong Kong has. The facility, known as COVAX, hopes to have 2 billion doses of vaccine available for global distribution by the end of next year. The WHO's Director General, Dr Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus, said it was crucial everyone had access to a potential vaccine. The COVAX facility will help to bring the pandemic under control, save lives, accelerate the economic recovery and ensure that the race for vaccines is a collaboration, not a contest. This is not charity. It's in every country's best interest. We sink or we swim together. U.S. authorities have charged a Tibetan man serving as a New York policeman with espionage, accusing him of gathering information about the city's Tibetan community for the Chinese government. The indictment said the officer, who worked at a station in Queens, was directed by members of the Chinese consulate in New York. It said the 33-year-old gathered information between 2018 and 2020 and allowed Chinese consulate staff to attend events organised by the New York Police Department. The Chinese authorities allegedly paid him tens of thousands of dollars. Born in China, the man was granted political asylum in the US, claiming he was tortured because of his Tibetan ethnicity. But an investigation found his parents were members of the Chinese Communist Party. The British Prime Minister Boris Johnson is to announce that pubs and restaurants in England will be required to close early as he tries to bring a resurgence of coronavirus under control. Downing Street said it understood the curfew wouldn't be easy, but further action had to be taken to control the spread of the disease. Here's the BBC's Rob Watson. The government scientists are warning about an exponential, a doubling of infection rates uh, once every seven days, and that could lead potentially to 50,000 new infections a day by the middle of October, which would translate a month later to 200 deaths a day potentially. So essentially, the government is trying to slow that down. In many ways, that the government is up against two other factors. It's not just the economic problems, but opinion polls suggest that trust in government handling of the COVID crisis is really plummeting, admittedly from very high levels. To finance news, HSBC shares have continued to tumble to under $29 apiece during this morning's trading. That's another 25-year record low after the blue-chip stocks suffered a more than 5% plunge yesterday. The Global Bank also reported losses on Wall Street and European markets after reports it could be added to Beijing's unreliable entity list. Leaked documents have also showed the British bank allowed fraudsters to transfer millions of dollars around the world, even after it learned of the scam. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 23,882. That's 68 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $55 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 104.52 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 17 cents. And the pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 93 cents. And now with the sports news, here's Atom Jung.
We start with football. Manchester City have made a winning start to their English Premier League campaign. They survived a late comeback by Wolves and secured a 3-1 win at Molyneux. Kevin De Bruyne and Phil Foden put City 2-0 up before Raul Jimenez pulled one back for the host. Gabriel Jesus sealed the win with a goal in added time. That makes the new signing Nathan Ake victorious in his City debut. Yeah, it's been tough. Uh, obviously, it's not the normal preseason. Everyone came late um, from international breaks and stuff like that. So it hasn't been a normal one, but I think everyone stayed positive. Um, yeah, we tried to do our best. And I think today uh, we came out uh, very strong uh, in the first half, especially. And the second half, uh, I think, uh, yeah, we, we stayed in the game. And uh, yeah, in the end, we won. Aston Villa got past 10-man Sheffield United 1-0 at Villa Park, thanks to a second-half header from Ezri Konsa. Sheffield United's John Egan was harshly sent off with a straight red card 12 minutes into the contest. Replay showed the Blaze defender and Villa forward Ole Watkins both grabbing at each other while chasing down a long ball. Blades boss Chris Wilder was left with questions for the referee. Why wasn't there uh, a look over at the monitor? Why was it such a quick decision? Why wasn't there intervention from VAR? In my opinion, um, I think it's, you know, John puts himself in a poor position. Uh, Ollie Watkins does great. He gets down the side side of John. Uh, but, you know, there's, there's both boys grappling there uh, on, on that situation. Uh, and I don't see how clearly somebody can make that decision or somebody can't see that from another angle. The linesman's right in front of it. He's 10 yards looking at it. He never once raises his flag and uh, for, for a foul. So he doesn't think it is. Looking at the player's reaction, I don't see many Villa players, you know, sort of looking round and running towards, running towards the referee. On the ice, the Tampa Bay Lightning blitzed the Dallas Stars to level the best-of-seven Stanley Cup final at one game apiece. First period goals from Braden Point, Andre Palat and Kevin Shattenkirk gave the Lightning an early cushion and they held on for a 3-2 win. All of Tampa's goals came in a span of four shots in four minutes. In the NFL, the Raiders unveiled their 1.9 billion U.S. dollar stadium in Las Vegas with victory over the New Orleans Saints, but no fans were allowed to attend because of COVID-19. Derek Carr threw for three touchdowns in a 34-24 success for the Raiders, who left Oakland for the gambling city at the end of last season. Their new stadium is nicknamed the Death Star for its semblance to a black spaceship. And that's your look at sports. Thanks, Atom. To end the news, the top stories once again. The chief executive says the SAR's legal system is as robust as ever, despite the resignation of an Australian non-permanent judge of the Court of Final Appeal. Carrie Lam says it's fair and reasonable that 12 Hong Kong people being held in Sunjun be tried there first for illegally entering mainland waters, and the government extends the current social distancing measures until October the 1st. The news from RTHK.
afternoon and welcome to the 123 show with me Sadia Osmani and it's been such a long time since I sat on this seat. Noreen is away today so I'm looking after the fort and I hear you ask what's on the show. Well if you've got green fingers then I've got something right up your street. Have you ever thought about the fact that if you go in the garden and you work with plants it's a form of therapy. And, you know, my guest in the studio at just after 1.30 is Zoe Chan. And she's a horticultural therapist. And she'll be telling me all about her work and some interesting projects on the go 